Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barty Jackdish, and Ryan Huang with you. Time now for Why It Matters. A conversation about expansion this morning. Mm. Not of weight, mm. but of business. Fortunately, <laughs> even though we are bracing ourselves for that, uh, with the festive uh, yeah, season I'm, coming up. I, I surrender. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's look at people who perhaps have not surrendered and are still mm. looking to expand and grow their businesses, come what may. Apparently, while companies in Southeast Asia are eyeing to expand, of course, beyond this region, those outside are also looking at opportunities right here. And I found this quite surprising. We're talking about a very significant area, companies in the Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay Area, that Mm. are considering further expansion into this region, ASEAN. And this is according to a recent research report by UOB Hong Kong Branch and the Hong Kong Trade Development Council. Close to 60% of companies in the GBA are considering this in the next three years. So we know the 10 ASEAN countries and out of that, Singapore, Malaysia, Vietnam, Thailand and the Philippines are the most popular trade and investment destinations. The report also found GBA companies highly value Hong Kong services and expect the city's role as a business hub facilitating trade and investment between the two regions to grow in importance. Let's find out more from Christine Ip, who is the CEO of Greater China at UOB. Christine, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. Yes, it's doing fine. It's so happy to have a chance to talk to you. And I'm in Singapore. All I love right. To come back. All right. Well, I suppose let's start off by getting you to tell us a little bit about this report. The, the report is titled The Trade and Investment Between GBA and ASEAN and the Roles of Hong Kong. Tell us more. Okay. So basically what we see according to the Chinese government policies, that actually they really would like to promote that. And what we have seen is with the outbreak of COVID, the uncertainty of the global economy, companies have been reviewing their supply chains. Some of them are planning business expansion by setting up regional headquarters or treasury centers. Wow, we also see some entering new markets for more sales channels. And when we talk to our clients, we find that Chinese companies are also eyeing the ASEAN market. And according to reports, in the first eight months of the 2021, China's imports from and export to ASEAN rose by one-third year-on-year. So because of this, so with the establishment of closer relationship between ASEAN and China and the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership that will take effect next year. We strongly believe that more Chinese companies will focus business expansion opportunities in ASEAN. So as such, UOB Hong Kong branch, we decided to partner with the Hong Kong Trade Development Council to conduct a survey. So we talked to over 600 and around 660 enterprises based in the Greater Bay Area they are either currently and already engaging in trade, investment, or business operations in ASEAN, or have not yet entered, but have planned to expand into the markets in the next three years. Mm. So by doing that, yeah, that's how we gather the information. And we, we have a pretty broad-based surveys covering different industries from consumer goods, industrial goods, business professionals, financial services, USA, hospitality, construction, and also the TMT sector. 
Mm. It sounds like a wide range of sectors indeed. Mm. And I have to admit that in the last few years, I've heard more about investment Mm. opportunities in the GBA than I have about investment opportunities here. Clearly, there are good reasons for this, which you just mentioned. Closer economic ties, also COVID-19, putting a spanner in the works in terms of supply chains. While people consider this sort of diversification, what else would you say is enticing about the region? Aside from the circumstances due to COVID and closer economic relations, what exactly does ASEAN offer up to these companies? Well, actually, uh, different companies, uh, when we talk to them, we find that they find different characteristics of the ASEANs. For example, what we see that they find the Singapore market is highly professional with a very strong financial system, legal framework. And many actually would like to use that as an arbitration center. The other also find other ASEAN countries like Malaysia. Uh, the labor cost is cheaper, but it's also English speaking. And many of the ASEAN countries, the population, they actually can are bilingual. They can read and actually um, talk and speak in Cantonese, Mandarin or Hokkien. And, and it's very diverse, and we find it as huge opportunity as such. Yeah. Mm. Christine, if ASEAN is a pull factor for these companies, is the China crackdown a push factor for these companies? Well, I would say that it's not a crackdown, but definitely even before COVID, China is actually getting very big. The middle class is also coming above, and there are expanding demand for it. And as such, the higher cost of labor and many, many companies, when we talk to them, they find that it's necessary to do a one plus one. That means beyond the novice Asia market, they need to know out and very logically with all the government cooperations, the promotions and better opportunity. And, stay, and likewise, in the ASEAN, there's also a growing middle class. So a lot of people thought, oh, we go to ASEAN to source raw materials. Actually, beyond that, there's a lot of buying potential for the ASEAN, and in particular for Singapore. Singapore, they um, many Greater Bay companies. They see Singapore is a great place to use as an arbitration center, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And also, they see Singapore government has been actively developing and promoting various financial services, asset management, and so on. So that's why they love to come over and invest in Singapore and ASEAN. Let's talk about how the region can prepare for all of this interest. Each ASEAN country is at a different stage of development. Each ASEAN country has its unique strengths, right? So how Mm. do you even begin advising the governments and economies of these nations to prepare for all of this interest and to ensure that they are ready to take it a step further as more and more invest in the region? What I see is like the the pace of development in the 10 ASEAN member countries are not exactly the same. And each has its own unique characteristics and mm-hmm. positioning. So we just not need to be a copycat or jet of all trade. And I think each country can focus in the area they're good at. So according to the research, the GBA-based enterprises, what they see is, for, for instance, the consumer goods sectors tend to be attractive by the increasing matured consumer markets in Malaysia. So I think the government can promote a lot of the, this consumer spending. While the industrial product sectors prefer the Thai market, 
Um, professional services, as I mentioned earlier on, financial services, mm. legal services are mainly concentrated in Singapore. So a lot of those uh, investment bodies can actually collaborate with the Singapore government or their respective government and worked with us in Hong Kong where we are the gateway for China. So I, I, I think that's the best way to complement each other. And Christine, on the back of your, your last answer, if, if we could dive a little bit deeper into it, how and in what detail could you tell us how UOB is helping businesses to expand into these ASEAN countries? What help do they need? What do you offer? Okay. What we see is UOB has more than 80 years of experience and expertise in helping businesses advance responsibly. And in ASEAN, we have a very extensive footprint with presence in 8 out of 10 countries. And I truly believe our deep local and sectorial knowledge of each operating market enabled us to help our clients appreciate the diversity of the region. And, and it's like the, the culture, the language, the economic growth pace, and to help them to manage their business and finance across the border. So today, actually since 2011, UOB, we already established the Foreign Direct Investment Advisory Unit and we have supported more than 3,500 companies in their cross-border investments, and of which about one-third are Chinese companies. Today, we have 10 FDI centers across Southeast Asia, as well as in Hong Kong, mainland China, and Japan. Our FDI advisory unit not only enables companies to assess financial products and services that they require to expand support, but we connect clients to our whole ecosystems of strategic partners, including government agencies, trade and industry associations, and professional service providers. And we see that because in order to further support our Chinese companies as they venture into ASEAN, we also, the last few years, we set up Chinese best in Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, and Vietnam. So we make sure that there is peace of mind and ease of common ground when the companies come over and easier to connect. Well, in GBA, we also have established a very dedicated Greater Bay Area team to serve our clients in this region. We have more than 50 years of operation experience in Hong Kong. We, Hong Kong is actually the first branch after Singapore declared independence. So, and we also have 35 years in mainland China. Mm-hmm. Today, we have six branches and offices in GBA, including Hong Kong, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, and Zhongshan. So I strongly feel that as a Singapore bank, as I mentioned earlier, we can help our clients in the Greater Bay Area as well as in ASEAN on a two-way flow, one plus one, using Hong Kong as an office Asia financial center and Singapore as the center of hub for ASEAN and connect them two-way flow between the Greater Bay Area, China, and all the way down to ASEAN and vice versa. Mm, you talk about this two-way flow, and that is something I think uh, we can delve deeper into. As these companies look to ASEAN, companies here, I'm sure, will continue to look to the greater Bay Area as well for opportunities. How do you see this unfurling in this contra sort of fashion as, uh, as we move forward? What I see is like, it's actually glowing if I'm joining the same dots because China, as I mentioned, they would like to move up the value chain, even though it's still 
consider as a developing countries. But actually, the high-tech areas and a lot of the, even the servicing industry, they really want to expand. And as such, I, as I mentioned earlier on, ASEAN is a place that they can feel the commonalities and they also eyeing on a very vast growing economy. So both in terms of buying uh, of the uh, sourcing of the raw materials and also selling their goods and selling their service, and they see it's that huge opportunity. And vice versa, and the individual various ASEAN countries, as I mentioned, at a different stage of economic growth, they also need to find new markets of uh, expansion. So China being the one of the biggest and fastest growing economy in the world, definitely that's an area they would like to go into. And we Singapore uh, definitely have a strong part to pay. Singapore is, is uh, the government is promoting a smart cities and very strong in terms of technology space. And this is exactly what China is going after. So I, I actually, mm-hmm. Foresee there will be a lot of collaboration, cooperation, and trade investment opportunities. I mean, across the region. It's an exciting time to be right here in ASEAN. Christine Ip, the CEO of Greater China for UOB, on the line with us. Christine, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you. Thank to you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.